1: The far left in the moderate Democrat divide stalls the infrastructure bill. We're
0: on a path to win the vote. I don't want to even consider any options other than that. But that's our culture. We go in it to win it.
1: The defense of vaccinate or terminate.
2: Excluding the people that have applied for religious or medical accommodations, over 99% got vaccinated. It proves that vaccine mandates do work and that you can get a huge percentage of your popul- of, of your workforce vaccinated.
1: This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Friday, October the 1st. I'm Mike Scott. Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett says, first things first, the government will not default yet. Lawmakers voted 254 to 175 to send the bill, which keeps the federal government funded through December 3rd, to President Biden for his signature. 34 Republicans voted with all Democrats in support of the bill. The House last week passed the same bill along party lines, but with a provision that suspended the debt limit until mid-December of next year. The Senate failed to advance the original House-passed bill on Monday due to Republicans' insistence that they will not vote to prevent a debt default, which Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has said could happen after October 18th if Congress doesn't act in time. Daybreak Insider's Greg Cluxton says it was a late night for President Biden. The
0: president signed the short-term funding measure at the White House. It came down to the wire with the budget year ending at midnight Thursday. Lawmakers were able to avert one crisis, but another one is looming, raise the government's borrowing cap, or risk a default on the nation's debt.
1: The legislation is being held hostage. By the far left, liberals refused to support an infrastructure
0: bill without more progress on the larger Biden economic plan. A White House spokeswoman claimed a great deal of progress has been made this week, but said they're not there yet and need some additional time.
1: The House is expected to reconvene as the negotiations continue. House Democrats can only afford up to three defections with their narrow majority and still pass legislation on their own without the help of Republicans. Salem Radio's Hugh Hewitt spoke with Republican Senator James Lankford
2: from Oklahoma. We spent a lot of money in 2020 on COVID, and that was bipartisan. It was necessary, right? I, I think it was four trillion. Was it five trillion last year? It was a little over three and a half. Three so. and a half trillion. So that was last year. We've spent two trillion this year. That's five trillion. So the Democrats want to double the amount of money we've already printed. That's ten trillion dollars in two years. Would, would you explain to the audience why that's a terrible idea? Oh, it's, it's a terrible idea because it obviously causes inflation. We've already watched what happened when we were coming out of all the pandemic earlier this year when they dumped $2 trillion on the economy at that moment as the economy was rising. It's caused all this inflation. It's caused all the problems that we have in employment uh, across the country. Uh, you can't dump $2 trillion into an economy and tell people to start spending disincentivize work at the same time, which breaks down the supply chain uh, that's that's all over the country, uh, you can't do that at the same time and not have inflation like what we have right now. It's just basic economics. Uh, so for many of us, we look at this and say, why are you looking at $3.5 trillion, at least, in new entitlements? To give you just a picture of what they're trying to add on top of the entitlements the federal government already has, if you add up the total budget from every state in America, all 50 states, their total budget is two trillion dollars a year. They wanna do three and a half trillion dollars of new entitlements on top of all those things, on top of the entitlements we already have. Uh, It will absolutely break down our system. And uh, so that's why many of us are worried about this because it'll cause prices to continue to rise and it'll cause employment numbers to continue to be more and more challenging.
1: The Senate Appropriations Committee member outlines what's really concerning about the legislation.
2: It's not the cost, as my friend Tim Scott says, it's not the cost, it's the content. Uh, the the cost is bad, but the content is even worse. Uh, the social entitlements, all the things that they're pouring on the economy, the tax treatments, the IRS tracking all of our bank activity, all of those things, That that's the worst part of it. So they can do a smaller length of bad, and it's still really bad. The same bad policy is there that they're trying to be able to put in place to be able to have something that's extended out past this time. Uh, that's going to be a real problem.
1: Langford says the Democrat ideology is having the opposite effect from their narrative.
2: Because what the Democrats are proposing goes directly at the American dream, goes directly at individuals and who we are as Americans. There was a famous speech from Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. We talked about the dignity of work of individuals. It was to incentivize people to be able to step away from government benefits to use government benefits, as Jack Kemp used to talk about, uh, as the trampoline, not the hammock, and to be able to step out of that and to be able to say, well, what can we do to help people go through the safety net and get out? What Democrats are doing are disincentivizing work that actually destroys families long-term. I, I, you and I have talked about this before. I come from a biblical worldview. Uh, w- work is over and over again encouraged in Scripture, but it also gives purpose and meaning to people when they actually work. When people don't work, they can't answer the most basic question of our society. What do you do? And if you can't answer that question, it is demeaning to you, to your children, to your grandchildren. It sets a bad example, and it breaks down our economy. Uh, so culturally, uh, it's bad for individuals and for families. Economically, it's bad for individuals. We need to incentivize work. And if you go back to even Bill Clinton in his famous speeches about we're ending welfare as we know it, Literally, Democrats in this generation are saying, we want to go back to welfare as we knew it and do that again. What in the 1990s, they said, was a failed experiment of just sending checks out to people, thinking that's going to end poverty. Now Joe Biden is standing up and saying, we're going to end childhood poverty by mailing checks to people. That doesn't in childhood poverty. We all know, and we have seen it through history, that it actually perpetuates generational poverty. We need to encourage people to lift out of it.
1: Hewitt saying some of the changes pushed by the Democrats will affect
2: multiple generations. On your colleague Ron Wyden, he is on a campaign to do away with stepped-up basis. This whole issue of stepped-up basis, if you want to put in the most basic thing for the family farm where a family farm was purchased uh, generations ago, they look at the value of it 40 years ago, let's say, when a farmer took over that from his dad or his mom and he's passing it on to their kids, that family farm, that land, those tractors, those barns, all of that equipment has accrued tremendous gain over the course of that 40 years. What they want to do is when that farm is passed on to the next generation, they have to pay the taxes on the increase of that in 40 years. That's not liquid. That's in the land. That's in the equipment itself. They will literally have to sell the family farm to be able to pay the taxes, which means that land will probably go into corporate ownership or whatever it may be uh, in the area, and it causes a tremendous stir in agriculture production across the country and for families. Take that to every family business. When it's passed on to the next generation, it just destroys that family because they have to then sell mom and dad's business to be able to pay the taxes on it why in the world would we want to have uncle sam hovering over the coffin of every american saying i'm ready for my cut no matter what it does to the family a federal judge denied a request by four people who
1: had challenged the constitutionality of Rhode Island's healthcare care worker coronavirus vaccine mandate because it does not allow for religious exemptions and sought a temporary restraining order to block it. An Associated Press National Opinion Research Center at the University of Chicago poll shows a deep divide over President Biden's vaccine mandate.
0: The survey on the president's plan to require most workers to get either vaccinated or regularly tested for COVID 19 shows a strong political divide. About three fourths of Democrats, but only one fourth of Republicans, approve. Overall, 51% say they agree with the requirement, while 34% oppose it. details of how the mandate will work are still being worked out by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. I'm Mike Hempin.
1: Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein of California introduced a bill on Wednesday that would require all U.S. air travelers to present proof of COVID-19 vaccination, a negative COVID test, or have fully recovered from COVID-19. United Airlines vaccine mandate has cost 593 workers their jobs. of the United Airlines workforce affirmed they would get at least one shot. And CEO Scott Kirby on CNBC said he knew not everyone would comply. You know, I wish
2: it had been 100%, but it was never going to be 100%. But I think 99% we feel feel really good about. Um, You know, I feel bad for the 593 people, the less than 1% uh, that are going to leave. But we were focused on doing the right thing for United Airlines uh, and it's great to have this in the rearview mirror for us and the ability to just move forward now.
1: Daybreak Insiders' Eric Cudd says one group wants angry parents protesting school mask mandates to be classified As domestic terrorists. In a letter to President Biden
2: Wednesday, the National School Boards Association says statutes like the Gun-Free School Zones Act and the USA Patriot Act, laws that were designed to halt terrorism, should be enforced if necessary. The group is concerned about crimes and acts of violence targeting school officials. The group says the classification of acts could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism and hate crime. The group cites several newspaper articles about angry demonstrations at school board meetings and other incidents around the country, telling Biden the U.S. Postal Service should intervene against cyberbullying and threatening letters that have targeted students, teachers, administrators, and others.
1: And finally, big changes coming up in women's college basketball. The NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament will start using March
0: Madness in its marketing and branding beginning this season. Using the phrase, which has long been associated with the men's tourney, was one of the recommendations stemming from an external review of gender equity issues of the tourneys. It is still unclear exactly how March Madness will be incorporated into the women's tournament, but putting the slogan on the court is a possible starting
1: place. Jason Walker reporting. The Daily Mail reports transgender athletes have an unfair advantage in female sports, and a major review says a new universal category should be introduced for them. The report from the Sports Council's Equality Group concluded that trans women have an advantage in some sports even when testosterone levels have been reduced. Because of this, it said that it isn't possible to guarantee safety and competitive fairness in some sports. The review even suggested that some sports could come up with new formats, such as non-contact versions of team sports that can be played safely and fairly by everyone. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at daybreakinsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us, and join us again Monday. I'm Mike Scott.